0: Hi everybody, welcome back. It's Jacqueline and Alana, and here's another episode of Black and Yellow. Woo-hoo!
1: New it's 2020! Year, yay! Ooh. Welcome back, happy New Year, and holy shit, the Georgia Senate races, y'all are out there doing it. So at the time of this recording, Reverend Raphael Warnock, who's a Democrat, won his Senate race over Kelly Leffler. However, if you are listening to this, uh, the day tomorrow, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. Uh, at the moment, John Ossoff and David Perdue are still neck and neck. That being said, John Ossoff is leading. Go Democrats! Go! Let's regain that last seat in the Senate and let's uh, set Biden and Kamala Harris up for success. Um if you are a Georgia listener thank you to all of our Georgia listeners who made their voices heard by participating in democracy and quite frankly pulled up for people of color and helped change our country in an incredibly powerful way. Uh, if you are one of those listeners, you're awesome. We love you and we thank you for your efforts.
0: Yeah, I think this is like a critical time in history. And I think that this is one of those moments where, you know, we see the tables turn and it's just really exciting and really awesome to feel like after a year like 2020, um, <laughs> you know, ah! to feel like we are going somewhere because to be honest, even though 2020, 2021 is here, we're all still at home. Coronavirus numbers are going up. And so there is this weird, like, it feels the same, but it's not, but it feels the same, but it shouldn't be kind of situation anyways. Sure. Um, so yeah. let's keep making change happen and, you know, make sure that we have each other's backs.
1: Yeah, totally. Um. Two nail-biting uh, elections in six months, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Like, I'm all electioned out for a couple right. of years. And, and I kind of
0: feel like because there wasn't much going on in other people's lives, there's just, like, so much more energy put on this stuff that it, like, can be exhausting um, for people to just, like, like, unconsciously or maybe consciously put so much attention on on, on these elections. Um but, I mean, you know rightly so, in a way as well right i i, I totally. wonder I wonder if none of this stuff had happened like in twenty twenty would would had this been such a big thing? Um, mm, that's a rhetorical question, but anyways, huh. I'm just thinking
1: about that now. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I mean, I did I felt like I got very used to living with no distractions. Mm because 2020 for for all it's worth was a very undistracted year. I'm putting undistracted in air quotes because, you know, yeah, you weren't you distracted with the you normal You couldn't things. play. Right. You couldn't right. go to the festival. Many people weren't traveling. Like you had to sit with yourself and your thoughts and save money. <laughs> exactly. And and focus on the election. So, uh with that said, Let's get to today's episode, because I feel like this is a great way to kick off today's episode, since Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good luck and positive starts to new beginnings in the air. And um, I don't know about you, but I can also find the good luck in my refrigerator, because it is always around the start of the new year that my fridge becomes fully stocked with foods that I lovingly call good luck foods. Mm. Uh, these food items include stewed black-eyed peas, spinach, collard greens, cornbread, the traditional color cornbread. Because generally throughout the year, I make blue cornbread with blue corn because it's better for you. This is the only time of year that my cornbread is the normal golden brown that we think of. I see. And um, some pretty weak, but I do Gave it my all vegetarian and John, which is black eye peas and rice and peppers and onions. Mm. All good luck foods. What about Yummy. you? Um
0: so our year actually hasn't started um even though it is the new year for the Gregorian calendar the lunar calendar actually will begin February the 12th this year it's the year of the ox um so it is still perfect timing because you know it's only about a month and like 6 days away which is crazy um <laughs> it's so crazy i'm like new year and then it's like another new year what yeah, um, yeah so for us it's kind of i mean Chinese New Year is always like a bigger deal in our house. Um sure. New Year's is kind of just like, you know, well, I mean this year it was very different. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but I think the new year um, in February, you know, it is, it's a lot of feasting again, this year is going to be a little different, but traditionally it's a lot of feasting. It's a lot of family. Um, it's a lot of money. Um, and oh, right. I think, I think, I think everyone should celebrate Chinese New Year. It's such, a, should, yeah. such an awesome, like way to start your year with like abundance and, mm-hmm. and fortune and, and, you know, all the stuff that's like supposed to be on your side you know air quotes um so yeah that being said um I mean there's probably you know gonna be a ton of leftovers um in terms of like abundance of like noodles and dumplings and my house is like half plant-based now but um you know it would definitely include fish and a lot of uh, different types of rice cakes um and a bunch of fruit um and full bellies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can I ask a question about the dual New Year's that you get? Yeah. Do you, like, do you ever find that if your first New Year starts off bad, you can sort of, like, do a do-over <laughs> with the second one? It is something that I wonder.
0: Yeah, it's super cool. So it's, like, I feel like my first New Year's is always kind of, uh, kind of like a, like a like a trial run. Like a 30-day, you oh. can, like... <laughs> you can cancel any time no charge <laughs> um, yeah so and then the second one comes around and then it's like oh okay it's gonna, it's gonna start charging now so it's time to get real let me you know, put, put my subscription to use
1: <laughs> you're like oh these resolutions didn't work putting those to bed I'm starting over with this back and this like C -C squad resolutions that seem much more attainable and make me happier because these resolutions over here mm -mm, I don't know about those girl (laughs) yeah yeah so
0: I mean it's good you kind of get like a little like a test run and then you're like all right, time to get serious in February you know
1: (laughs) fuck I'm jealous I always treat Burning Man and like the burn as like my second New Year's but that's halfway through the year there's no like 30 day trial run like let me do it over (laughs) So if it's the year of the ox, does that mean that we, that black people cannot eat ox tail? the way that we do generally around big holidays. Is that like disrespectful to the ox?
0: I don't know. I mean, there are people who are superstitious. Here Mm. we go. It's. Oh yes. Um, I, I do know there are, if you are a certain Zodiac, that is an animal that is eaten. Um, I do know. I have certain um, Chinese or Asian friends whose parents maybe are like the chicken and therefore, um, don't eat chicken, and don't like it when their kids eat chicken. So, <gasps> or the rooster. I mean, I guess it's called a rooster, but you know, chicken. Right. Um, yeah. So there, there is that. I mean, i I wouldn't, I wouldn't say don't eat oxtails. but I mean, I, I also don't know if there is someone out there who is of the ox and you know might might think that way because that is a superstition in 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 the culture, um, or it, it does exist. So, yeah, that would be my answer.
1: Ooh, yeah. I am a rat. So I don't I don't need to worry about eating rat. Yes. Yeah, oh I'm 87. I don't need to worry about eating a rat, but yeah, I'm of the animals.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, we, I mean, yeah, we, we don't we don't eat rat. Um <laughs> I didn't know that this whole time I thought you were a bunny. I don't know why a rabbit. I think eighty-seven is a. I'm gonna look it up right rat. now. Rat. I feel like it was a. It was rabbit because I looked it up. Because you are not. My mom's a rat, so I mean that would explain a lot. But um. Uh uh-huh. let's, let's see. Oh my! Yeah, it is a rabbit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a rabbit. I've you been wrong all this time. Never no, mind. It's okay. I mean. That's you're not it's fine, you you didn't like grow up with this, um okay, well, yeah that that also makes sense why we're super compatible um
1: huh. All these good I know. I a rat oh I'm <laughs> a soft bunny like nuzzling into you, oh okay, nice, that also makes sense though,
0: because rabbits um. For those of you guys who don't know, Alana is very like she like moves very fast. She's like go 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 and like rabbits are like that. They like have a lot of momentum and they like speed and they're quick and they're agile and you, my dear, represent uh-huh. all of that. So a Me lot of you. a lot of the physical traits of the animal bleed into who you are as a person and you know like they're fast, they're quick, they're they're sharp. So that's you. Like you represent all of that. Um uh-huh. just so what you know. Are you? I'm a monkey. Huge! <laughs> <Jude>, oh. <Jack. laughs>
1: so I'm up to no love, good at times. Oh my, how sweet? Um, uh, no, very <laughs> smart, very compassionate, very caring. Absolutely not.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I love, I love my sign. Um, I love other monkeys. Um, although I'm sure we we get into you know certain tips here and there, but um, yeah, I I. I love being a monkey. I just have to, um, you know, be more disciplined. <laughs> monkeys, monkeys tend to like be like, you know, out there up to no good. That's kind of like the thing, you know. Like, but but it, but uh, I
1: <laughs> I know the trajectory that you are on. Like, don't even go there. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this uh, this year definitely put me in my place. <laughs> Yeah, so we're talking about lucky foods this episode. We figure a lot is happening. It feels like Mother Earth uh, has taken the Earth and is, like, shaking it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we just want to give you an easy first episode to get into. We're going to talk about luck. We're going to talk about superstition. We're going to talk about food. Maybe some of this hits you. Maybe this is all new to you. Either way, join us and maybe grab a snack if you would like. Uh, But before we get into our... Luck and superstition and food talk any further. Let's put our money where our mouth is, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All righty. So I got, um, they're literally called Lucky Foods. Um, Couldn't be more perfect. Couldn't be more perfect. Um, Their website is called LuckyFood.com, and their Instagram handle is EatLuckyFoods, plural. Um, So I love that they're second-generation woman-owned. Their business is built on the foundation of family sharing their culture through food and the pursuit of the American dream. Um, The family immigrated to the United States in the 70s, speaking little English. So guess what? grandma decided to do what she did best which was preparing wholesome asian foods and what started as a single restaurant later became the manufacturer for their original product lucky spring rolls mm-hmm. today lucky foods is still family owned and operated in addition to our popular spring rolls we have expanded our product line to share our family's korean recipes through our soul brand and while times have changed our persistence on high quality products have not that means finding the best farm fresh ingredients that add to the quality of our products. It means creating foods that are easy to prepare, but also healthy. And it also means we take pride in the fact that through each bite of our family's products, we share with you guys our multi-generational recipes. We believe in wholesome, crafted cuisine. At Lucky Foods, our recipes have been passed down generations, and great recipes deserve great ingredients. That's why we're committed to sourcing the best ingredients we can find and preparing them by hand, which each spring roll we hand roll, and each batch of kimchi we make, we're working to cultivate better food that is better for the planet. You'll never find any MSG, GMOs, added colors, or preservatives in lucky foods. What you will find is wholesome pr- wholesome produce, fresh, and aromatic spices. Mm. Yeah, so I love them. Um, they they sell kimchi, traditional spring rolls, gluten-free spring rolls, Korean fusion sauces, Korean barbecue sauces, Korean-style pancakes, Um uh, I believe pickled ginger or ginger. Let me just look it up. Oh, yeah. Sweet pickled ginger. Um, You can buy, find their stuff on Amazon or their website. You can do wholesale. So yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, And they're just doing what they love and they're just sharing it with the world. And why not be a little bit lucky and eat spring rolls? Cause spring rolls are good for you. And they're yeah. lucky.
1: And the fact that they roll them all by hand, it like that's kind of just blows my mind.
0: Yeah. That's like super Asian.
1: (laughs) That's like, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be.
0: Right. Like, I mean, if you, if if you go buy a loaf of bread at a bakery and the baker is making it by hand versus by the machine, I mean, the the human touch is what really makes Mm. a huge difference. We all know, right. We all know to stay away from processed foods because it's, those are made by machine. There's no love. There's no Mm -hmm. life. Um, all right. That's what I got. What you got?
1: Okay, so ours kind of play off each other. I was thinking... What are we like? What are people doing right now at the start of a new year? I feel like there's a lot of home projects, a lot of clean cooking, so decluttering. Think, yeah, exactly. Bringing in the newness of 2021. So if you're looking to add some African expression to your home, ooh. look no further than Bespoke Binny. Uh, Bespoke Binny is a British based business, so Black Brit in the house, ooh, offering ooh. a range of homewares: uh, pillows, lampshades, bedding, card holder. But I actually came across her on Etsy, and I'm going to tell you how I fell in love with her. She makes brightly colored kente cloth aprons with a nice big pocket on them, and I don't understand why more aprons don't have pockets. It is a thing. I think all aprons should have pockets. If your apron doesn't have pockets, it's not really living up to the <laughs> level of efficiency an apron could live up to. It is a pet peeve. I've clearly given this a lot of thought. I won't go on this tangent, but aprons <laughs> with pockets, Less. if you are an apron maker and listening and your aprons don't have pockets, put a pocket on the apron. I need some place to put all my things and stuff. And mm-hmm. Sorry, Pans, I promise no tangent. Yes, everything. Like put a nice big pocket on the apron. I don't get it. Anywho, the company is owned by a woman named Natalie Manima, and while she was living and working in London as a cognitive behavioral therapist, Natalie recognized the importance of one's home environment Mm. in coping with issues such as anxiety and low mood. She's of Ghanaian descent, and she grew up surrounded by vibrant colors and prints, which she found to be uplifting as a child. So she was motivated by her experience and love of sewing and went on to build an eclectic homeware brand rooted in African Ooh, expressionism. Ooh,
0: love that.
1: Right? It's awesome. They're all one of a kind. All of her stuff is really, really great for gift giving if you have a person in your life who's really hard to gift give to. Natalie says, I created Bespoke Binny because I truly believe, quote, Home is where the heart is, end quote. And having a home that is a reflection of you is essential to your well-being. And finally, if you are at home and you are looking for some time to kill in quarantine and you want to get your DIY on, Natalie also offers virtual lampshade-making classes. So if you have any extra fabric laying around the house, yeah, from any design projects or just declutter and you don't necessarily want to toss it, um, you can also hop on her website, buy one of these uh, lampshade-making classes, and you can put that extra fabric to use. So, awesome. Such yeah, exactly. Awesome. So you can eat lucky, and you could wear beautiful clothing, You or we could wear beautiful aprons. You can gift some beautiful throw pillows or great oven mitts or hand mitts, anything like that. Um, we got you covered. So I will drop links to both of these businesses in the show notes. And with that, let's get on to talking magical, mystical, Ooh. lucky conversations, shall we? Let's do you Do you want it. to kick us off with luck in Asian culture, or do you want me to start with superstition and black culture? What would you prefer?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I can touch on it a little bit. So sure. we all know, <laughs> after 5,000 years of history, <laughs> or maybe we don't all know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just putting it out there. Um, that luck is a big deal in Asian culture. Um, I think it vastly differs between, you know, like Southeast, um, North, like Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, um, Taiwan, Japan. Like I, I like I, I know for sure, right? Like minor um minor like thought there. But um, you know, I think our luck is definitely rooted, you know, in this ancient belief of energy flow and balance. Um, it has to do a lot with history, with traditions, with religion, with values, with rituals, right? With with rituals that we have deeply cared about. And that if we don't care about it in the same way that our ancestors did, then that may bring bad luck to us, right? Because I was wondering, yeah. like, you know, it's so embedded in our culture. Like, we don't even question it, right? With certain sure. things. It is just what it is. It's like a fish is not going to question why it's in water. Mm-hmm. It's that's what it is. It doesn't even know that water is probably water, right? Um, right. So, so yeah, I mean, growing up, obviously through traditions of Chinese new year through my ancestors um, or my ancestors, my family members always, you know, telling me one, like a little thing here, a little thing there. Um, and you, you never really question it as a child They're just like, this right. is how it is. And then, you know, as you grow up, you like, as, as, as an Asian or as, as Chinese Taiwanese, you know, like I avoid certain things. I avoid certain numbers. I avoid certain colors. Um I avoid, um, you know, certain foods. There's so many things like that fall into this category of um, you know, what is going to bring. And especially at the start of a new year, it's all about like being auspicious, right? It's all mm-hmm, about what's mm-hmm. going to bring fortune and have yep. long lasting fortune. So then we can have more fortune the next year. Yep. Right. Uh-huh. And it's all about money, money, money. Got so
1: it. Mm-hmm. um,
0: it is a very, like, I think it is a huge part of our culture and I feel like it is passed down from generation to generation. Um, like, especially some of the big things, but everything from like names, right? Like your like if you live in China, like the way oh. your name, your character, your strokes, um, animals, colors, numbers, food, um, so much. So I just wanted to like give a little oh. intro. Yeah, like even wow. – well, because – so in Chinese language, um, it's all about characters, right? Mm-hmm. So – the characters have a, a like, like each character obviously has a certain number of strokes. Got it. And that number of strokes can bring you fortune or not, or, or bad luck. Um, if you're like, so each zodiac sign is also born with a type of element. So there's five elements. There's earth, water, mm-hmm. fire, metal, and wood. And if you are of a, you know, um, a wood element like a if you were like a wood year rabbit then you necess- you shouldn't necessarily be around too much like fire or heat or um mm. if your name has to do with something with fire that would burn burn you right like cuz fire huh. burns wood Got so it. and then you ta- you like think about f- like feng, feng shui like Sure. There's so much belief in the way that buildings are positioned and mm-hmm. things in your home are positioned to bring you the best amount of luck in your life. Um, hmm. So it is in like almost all areas of our culture, um, even like cutting your hair like on, on like before or after New Year's is a big deal. Being around sharp things if you're pregnant, if you're not pregnant. like I mean, the list goes on and on and on. On and on like things you can't do if you're pregnant, things you should do when you're pregnant. Yeah, like I can't even like.
1: How? <laughs> yeah. So, is choosing a name for your kid in China a very long and tedious process? Oh, because you have to take so many things into account.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, ah. yeah. So, um, you know, in traditional Chinese culture, um, the meaning behind your name has always carried a huge importance like it could literally like it it will affect every part of your life from health to romance to finance to academic performance um and like it is a belief right these people have and so like people who are from outside of the culture don't really like a name is just a name and it's like no right. like we go to someone yeah. we go to someone who picks our name we go to someone who looks at when we were born who looks at our sign who looks at like all these things you could call them kind of like not fortune tellers but they they're like connected to a source right that we're not connected mm. to um Got it. and so and then there are people who like are not like maybe they're not doing so well in their lives health business whatever and then they do change their names to bring better fortune into their lives wow yeah so i'm actually gonna do that yeah i went i went to taiwan a couple years ago and i met um it's like a family's um he like couldn't you know like he he's like connected to like a higher spirit sure and um he like he gave me like a bunch of different variations of my name they all sound the same it's just a different character that will bring more oh, okay. that'll bring more flow into my life huh so yeah i mean it's a big deal like names are huge like people some people don't get married or have to change their names like but like sol yeah like if you're of a different zodiac sign than the other and you're gonna clash they don't get married like it's all this stuff like they might oh, stay wow. together but they won't get married because if they get married then right. then it'll bring it's all, all this- downhill from there yeah so it's it's a big deal like when i say <sighs> big deal i mean like a really big deal
1: Jackie, I love you. Don't change. I love you just the way you are. Thank you. But, you know, if, you, if, you, if the, the new character is going to bring you good fortune, I will still love you just the way you are. Maybe even more. Who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. Uh, super, thank you. Um, superstition, I don't think it's quite as much of a structured concept as luck in Asian culture, but superstition has always thinly veiled my life. My mother is very superstitious. My father is not. He thinks it's totally foolish and he laughs at it all day. Wow. What a a stark difference
0: in in your household. That's interesting.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But superstition is alive and well in many black households. And so there are the common ones that we know, right? Step on a crack, you break your mama's back. If you break a mirror, seven years of bad luck. Don't walk under a ladder, it's bad luck. If you get itchy palms, it means you're about to come into some money. Uh, and then the one that always ruled my life growing up, never put your purse on the ground. Oh no, your money will be low. I made that mistake a couple of times with my mom and she would not let me live it down. My mom does not play around with her purse being on the ground. And and just for what you said, like you'll go broke. No one wants to have low money. Like, no, no, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can totally agree with that.
1: Yeah. And um, I realized as I've gotten older that some superstitions exist to teach lessons and some exist to scare children into acting right. So like no purse on the ground. That's a superstition that essentially teaches kids accountability. Be accountable for the valuables that are in your purse. Uh, Versus the dogs can smell if you're pregnant uh, superstition, which is basically in existence to make sure that kids don't come home. Like women don't come home pregnant as teens. Or if you keep making funny faces, your face will get stuck that way. That's a way to like teach your kid to act right. i heard, I've heard that one.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> and while it's pretty easy to shirk off superstitions as old wives tales, especially in this technology age where disproving these beliefs is super easy, uh, superstitions were part of a genuine belief system during slavery. There are recorded instances of slave masters who stated that they, quote, saw... Black magical conjurers that healed the sick performed spells and curses and taught other superstitions. And so Temple University Africology and African Studies and African American Studies reference librarian Latanya N. Jenkins says that our superstitions have endured thanks to our oral traditions – quote, African cultures are all about oral history. African kings had people that would relay important family information through speech. Oral history is ingrained. We've been able to pass down the things that were deemed important because we have a history of people that can trace their culture orally, end quote. Um, And also with that said, it's important to note that all of these uh, superstitions that are prominent in African-American uh, traditions, they originate from a mixture of African religion, Native American traditions, and European folklore. Mm. So yeah, so there is a little bit of history and, and to it. And also, if superstition, if that word is too hokey for you, you can also think of it as symbolism mm. as well. And we'll get into the symbolism with the food. Um, but in terms of, of superstitions that have sort of stood the test of time, there's two that I just wanted to talk about really quickly. Step on a crack and break your mom's back. Fun fact. The original quote was actually step on a crack and your mom will turn black. A what? Little, a little late 19th century racism for you. Uh-huh. So then and, what happened? Um, like...
0: It, who's like? Did a white person say that? And then the black, and then black people were like, "I'm gonna take that
1: and make it my own." That's what I would imagine. I would imagine if something had such a racist beginning, but it is so, it's still set in <laughs> black culture. I would think that it started from some racist white person, and then some yeah, very some learned... black people aren't saying that. Your mom's yeah, black. Yeah, exactly. No, um, uh, never buy your boyfriend or husband a pair of shoes. They'll walk out of your life in them. That's a pretty common one. I love uh-huh. that one. But noisemakers on New Year's Eve was born out of superstition. The thought is that if you make a lot of loud noise at midnight, it'll scare all the spirits and omens away. Interesting. So think twice the next time that you use a, a noisemaker on New Year's. But shall we talk about lucky food? Shall yeah, you? let's do. Oh, a couple I
0: want to say in Asian culture is the letter four. We hate the letter four oh. because the letter four in Mandarin also sounds like um, the the yeah. word death. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of it. So we stay far away sure. from the number four. Anything in four, anything that ends in four, and people, anything that can add to be four. Um, we love number eight because it means um, like fortune and like like you know, it like rhymes. Mm-hmm. So every if you like look yeah. at Asian cars and their license plates, if you look at phone numbers, house, everything, right? Like eight eight eight, everything. Um, sure. And then, obviously, we love the color red and yellow because um, of you know gold. Um, and and then we don't we avoid white because we actually wear white to funerals. Um, so people don't like if you're like wearing all white. It's like, geez, it's like you died, right? <laughs> so um, that's not very that's not very welcoming in general. Um, yeah, so those are a couple that are like, like right off the bat, something that like we that that so many like other like so many other people know. Like you already knew about like the four and the eight just because it's such a big deal, and obviously you're in Los Angeles.
1: Well, also the the number eight. Um, okay, stay with me on this one. You know Jacoby and Myers that like yeah that legal, law legal yes. Yeah. Well, I think when Myers left and it was just Jacoby. And he ended up changing the number. The number used to be call one 800 888 8888 And now it's 8 million. And I think the old number was snapped up by a Chinese businessman because they wanted the <laughs> numbers with all the eights, which is kind of fucking brilliant. Yeah, Power to that businessman. But um, I remember reading something about that and it was specifically like, I want that phone number with all the eights in it. If it's up for grabs, I'm taking it. And Interesting. All right. All right. Well, shall we get into lucky foods? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I'll start with the... We're just going to switch off here back and forth. Um, I wonder if there's going to be any overlap. So this should be fun. So the first one I'm going to throw out there is greens. We eat a lot of greens, black people on New Year's, collards, mustards, kales, spinach, and Ooh, all the good All that good stuff. Exactly. And I'm sure, no surprise for prosperity, uh, cabbage also... Some black people do it if they can't access these greens, uh, but it's for prosperity and symbolically the greens are thought to represent folded money. I think y'all do Ah, that.
0: I like that. Um, Alrighty, so number one that we have is fish. Fish is huge in Asian culture. Mm-hmm. The fish has to be whole because if it's decapitated or anything like that's that's not that's not welcoming. Yeah. That's why we sure. that's why we are we like have such an emphasis on eating like whole like whole like animals, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so similarity in, in in a lot of um, these things is the words, right? Because yeah. the the term the word for fish. Yi also sounds like abundance or surplus Ooh. so if you have um a, a surplus at the end of, you eat it so you can have a surplus or an abundance um but if you also have a surplus at the end of the year then you can make more in the next year so it's all about like that longevity as well Ooh. um so there's always always a whole fish or multiple whole fishes um in Chinese new year or you know probably just in general too but for sure, in um, Chinese New Year,
1: Love it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick on the prosperity angle for just a little bit. Another thing that Black people often have is cornbread. So eating delicious warm cornbread is a sure way to improve your mood. We know that. Just let her on some (laughs) honey butter and you're good to go. Uh, Exactly. But on New Year's Eve, uh, this sweet and buttery carb staple of the South is supposed to bring riches into your life, specifically disposable income hence the golden color so it's like you've got the prosperity for the greens but you've also got like your nonsense money to go run around town and like have fun with Mm. um so yeah so so we make sure that we cover the entire the entire prosperity gambit i like that
0: (laughs) um okay so speaking of prosperity and longevity as well i mean chinese there's i have so many on these um um, dumplings. Dumplings is like a huge um, Chinese New Year. It's also a tradition because you usually make it from scratch. You make it with your family. Um, so it's like a must like a rite of passage is to like make mm. dumplings from scratch at your home. Um, typically it, around New Year's but you know also like just in life. Um, sure. <laughs> um, so um. There, like, I think it started. I don't know when it started, but they used to put um, a coin in one of the um, dumplings, and whoever got, like, obviously with filling, I think also whoever got the whoever bit into or got that one dumpling and bit into the coin, um, they would be blessed with like more wealth um, uh, oh. in, in the next in the new year. Um, and then there are some people who also like, I think there's all a bunch of different traditions, but there's also like a string you can put in string, uh, Mm. a string inside the dumpling and whoever gets that string, um, you know, has like longevity and like, like, well, like a lot, a lot of like a long life. Right. I guess you could say. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah. So lucky dumplings.
1: I'm actually going to uh, take the, you you mentioned coins, and so I'm going to use that as a a transition to talk about probably the biggest and most common uh, African-American lucky food of the new year, black-eyed peas. So in the abstract, they look like coins. So black-eyed peas are eaten for good luck, for new beginnings, and for wisdom. And there's a lot of debate about the origins of of the black-eyed pea and why we began to eat it at the new year. Uh, One theory says that it originated in the South where it was discovered that black eyed peas grew easily in muggy weather. So Mm. when slaves would gain freedom, they would take their dried beans with them and they could plant them in many places and they would flourish. This tradition also dates back to the West Indies where it was believed that the enslaved uh, would turn out tasty meals from scraps and um, like undesired cuts of meats and eventually would end up serving the black eyed peas to their slave owners because slave owners were not eating fat top-of-the-line meals 24 7 sometimes the slaves were were preparing hop and john and stewed black eyed peas um it's also important to note that black eyed peas are actually a bean and not a pea to any pea haters out there and i think that there's an assumption that that black eyed peas were brought over from africa but that. Might not technically be true. Here's why. So uh, in their profitable search for a profitable crop, Southern plantation owners tried everything they could – says food historian John Martin, a.k.a. and John. and John's written a lot about and John. And so rice happened to do really well there, so they decided to bring slaves from parts of West Africa that were known for their rice growing, so from rice-growing mm. regions. And those West Africans, uh, the literature says, brought food with them, but actually maybe not. As per John Thorne, who points out in his classic foodie essay on and John called The Serious Pig, he said, quote, the only thing Africans brought with them were their memories. If they were fortunate enough to have been taken along with family members of their own community and stay with them, which was rare – there was also the possibility of reestablishing out of these memories some truncated resemblance of former rituals and customs. Hop and John actually suggests that the slave traders started to import black IPs to the US as some sort of backhanded charitable act wow. to appease their unhappy charges during the long and often deadly journeys across the Atlantic. In the American South, with both rice and black-eyed peas available, the natives of West Africa could prepare a dish that reminded them of home, a humble combination of rice and peas that eventually became known as Hop and John. And I mean, let's be real, like, rice and beans, that's pretty universal. Yeah, you can't go wrong across with Across all cultures. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, But I wanted to just throw that little history tidbit in there. Um, who because known? I Yeah, I don't think I would have known that either. And black eyed peas are generally made with pork. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. And other greens. So, really, black eyed peas uh, become a mishmash of prosperity, wisdom, new beginnings, and it's delicious. Mm,
0: sounds delicious. What you got? I What's
1: love The next beans. one.
0: Mm-hmm, so, yes. um, the next one is a glutinous rice cake. It's called niangao. So, Ooh. The word the word year is in there. It's the first. It's the first word, and then kao also means like um. It, it can also mean um like higher, um, and that's like that's what they kind of take it as like a higher year, um. Mm-hmm. So it it also means that you're like getting higher. Year on by year. So, like, yeah, okay. you're moving up, you have a higher income or position. Um, and so, um, that's always, it's also delicious, um, but that's always something that's served um, mm. um, during the new year.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got one last thing to eat, and that is pork. Pork for progress. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very strange to say. <laughs> it, yeah. But, um, it is. For for both of us who
0: don't eat meat, but I but go Exactly. On.
1: <laughs> like eat pork for progress. Uh pigs root forward in the mud versus uh, chickens and turkeys who scratch their feet backwards. Right, so for right, this right. reason, pigs pigs symbolize progress and forward momentum. Um I think you and I both know this, it, it, but it bears repeating. Pigs can be rich and fat, which is exactly what you want to conjure up in the name of prosperity. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think that's why a lot of like Asian cultures also eat a lot of pork or like they revere the pig because definitely um, if you had one back in the days, you know, it meant you were great. Like you were rich. You know what I mean? Goodness. If you yeah, had a pig, yeah. like, you were doing you good. You were living. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's also interesting because, like, Muslims do not dine on the swine. Yeah, Mm-mm. because nope. they look at it as unclean. So it's interesting how the pig has been maligned across cultures.
0: Right. It's also interesting, like as I as I was like doing some research on this, or just thinking about like how how like like growing up like i never knew like there were things in american culture that i was never exposed to that i didn't know about like walking under Ooh. a ladder or opening an umbrella inside a home and then like i i would do that somehow yes. in my life and i would get called out and i'd be like wait i'm confused and so it's like it's interesting how sure. like when you go across countries and across cultures you know like in like um you know some some people revere the pig. Some people don't. Um. Some people don't give a rat's ass about a black cat, and some people do. That's some right. people yeah. freak, freak out on Friday the thirteenth, and some people are like, we love Fridays
1: because it means yeah. this in our in our language. Sure. Some people are like, never put a hat on the bed, and some people are like. Why? It's a hat and it's a bed. But some people would say, well, you know, you can think all kinds of thoughts. They could be happy, they could be sad, they could be dark, they could be tragic. Yeah. And some people believe that bad memories get stuck in your hair, that you put a hat on. Right. So you don't want to take that hat off and put it on the bed where you're supposed to be, like, resting peacefully and doing that bow-chicka-bow-wow with all (sighs) those evil thoughts. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting once you, like, take a step back and you, like – observe it all together you know Um, I will say one last one because this one's kind of like a staple um, noodles right oh yes you can't go wrong with Chinese noodles Um, they mean happiness and longevity Um, I don't know where this really originated from but this also happens on people's birthdays Um, the best way to do it is to like have one super long noodle that is like if you can get like that is uncut um that's even better because it means like that it you're like your longevity your happiness like all that is even longer so i'm sure there are places and i've always wanted to do it as a challenge just to do one super long noodle that is like that you cannot break so it takes a lot of skill probably um the longer they are, the better. And you, like, cook the whole thing and you just eat that one, like, and it's so long that it, like, feels a bowl. Like, can you imagine that? Um, I have yet to try it, but. Jackie, you have to do that. Yeah. yeah. I will do it
1: with you. That sounds <laughs> so tight. Like, that sounds so awesome. Yeah.
0: So, it's definitely a treat um, for whoever's receiving it. Um sure. but, but, yeah, that that's that's pretty, that's, that's one long noodle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have two do not eat.
0: Do you have any? Not that I know of. I mean, probably. These two actually
1: came to me as a surprise as I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, She was like, you can't have these two things. And I was like, huh? So I guess in black culture, you cannot have lobster or chicken on New Year's. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. So eating lobsters before New Year's is bad luck because they move backwards. Which means, therefore, oh. they'll be sending you back a year.
0: Oh, I can get with that. Yeah, for sure. I can totally see right. how people are going to think that way.
1: But in, if you want to eat fish on New Year's, eat a whole one. That's mm-hmm. the thing in black culture, too, is eat an entire fish from, not snout, uh, eyes to tail, we'll call it. Yeah, Um yeah. And then no chicken because chicken have wings and all of your luck could fly away. Uh-huh. Oh, I could yeah. get with that too. Totally, exactly. you don't you don't
0: want your luck to fly away.
1: Totally, I think in closing, it's weird to put a call to action to this because I don't necessarily. <laughs>
0: well, uh, other don't than eat. eat lucky
1: foods. Exactly. Yeah, other than <laughs> don't eat lobster
0: or chicken,
1: <laughs> right? Or just like eat all the lucky foods. I feel like in the process of preparing this episode, I was also very quick to not judge superstition. Mm. I think. I didn't necessarily realize where superstition had come from before this episode. Right. And it does have significance. I think when you grow up with one parent who's superstitious and one parent (laughs) who's like, that is so stupid. You knocked over the salt now you're going to throw it on the ground? Oh my God. That like, like it does, (laughs) it does something to you. Yeah. So what is that
0: for you? Like, what is that? Like, what was that like? Jeez, I can't speak. What was that like for you growing up?
1: Most of the time, I was always like, oh, dad, be nice to mom. But like my dad could also sort of be like a a like tapper. Like he can sort of be like, dunk, 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 dunk. I'm going to irritate you. Oh, I see. There is one superstition (laughs) where you never want to get touched by a broom. Because it's bad. Like you have to spit on it. So if a broom touch someone is sweeping and a br- and it like hits your ankle, you gotta spit on the broom. I love to- that. To break the curse. We went through so many spitty brooms growing up, Jackie. I can't even tell you. Ew. Just because my mom was so superstitious and my dad to like push her button. Like pull out oh, the, the like, broom and st- I start see. to sweep close to her and like might like lovingly like touch her with it and my and my mom would turn around and spit on the broom and be like no I like, don't do that and so I, I think there, it, a part of me always was like superstitions oh. are meant to be laughed at like yes they yeah. exist yeah. But they're meant to be laughing at they don't make you rich. And I do think <laughs> through this process of preparing for this episode, I think my heart went out to my mom a little bit more. I think I, like, wanted to err my dad a little bit yeah, more. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's history. And, like, I, I think I think don't laugh and don't shirk history is what I'm coming away from this. Right, way. right. And, and, you... and,
0: yeah, sorry, go on. What were you going to say? No, no, go
1: for it. Go for I, it. I was
0: just going to say, like, yeah, it is history. And I think for me it's such a part of my culture that, um, I like, like, I, I almost want to say, like, pick and choose sure. which ones, because there's so many, but yeah. the ones that are, I feel like, the biggest, like, the biggest deals, or, like, I don't know, the, the most important ones, or the strongest ones, um, you know, like, learn about them, like, like, sure. enjoy it, like, because, I mean, it, it's so unique in its own way, and it's so fun, um, I mean, don't give it away, don't give it all your power, of course, but you know, like, have, find that balance, right? It's all about balance.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, <laughs> the fact that we use in black culture superstitions to scare our kids to a certain degree, like, let's just call it what it is. Because if it's right. not about prosperity, it tends to be about pregnancy. Because there's a lot of superstitions about pregnancy. Like, if you have a dream about fish, then someone's pregnant. Or mm. earlier I said, like, animals know you're pregnant. And there is some... Some scientific validity to that. There have been studies really? that show that dogs wow. can smell the hormone change in women.
0: Ooh, yeah, I can I can totally get
1: down with yeah, that Yeah, like it's kind of an unexplained phenomenon, but it it happens. And so I had a friend who was terrified of having of getting pregnant. Terrified. She had a dog, she had a golden retriever, and was horrified of having premarital sex and getting pregnant. So when she finally actually had sex for the first time, the, the time after that, I, that I saw her, because there was a little bit of time in there b- between college, she became a contraception expert. And I know it's because her mom scared her into believing like, don't come up in here pregnant. You know, mm. dog go no. Like, like that sort of thing. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah superstitions Ooh. can be weaponized so but i am right there with you reading like read it learn about it don't ask your parents
0: like sure. ask. i think it's great to like ask your parents like t- talking about like an oral you know like an oral history or like an oral culture right like ask your parents um what they mean and 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 how do they come from and if you don't celebrate the way People used to, because I know we don't as much. Then, then ask what that was like, right? Just like it, it's a great way, I think, to to get a little, um, step in what what it was like for your ancestors, and who best to sure. talk to than your parents? And I think that's a great way to connect and you know learn totally. about your culture a little bit more. So,
1: yeah, let's leave it there. I love that. I like <laughs> sure. it's a really great place to end. That's our mm-hmm. show. If this show has spoken to you, if you want to tell us about your superstitions, oh my what gosh, your luck yeah, beliefs. We want to know about it. Uh, reach out to us, podcast black and yellow at gmail.com if you want to email us, or you can find us on the gram at blackandyellowpodcast, or you can reach out to us separately. I'm Alana Webster, but on the gram, they call me Renegade of Fun. I am Jacqueline Chung-Young
0: on the gram. You can also find us on Spotify podcast and Apple podcast, please, if you can and want rate review. Let's keep this little baby going. Um, we have a lot of fun stuff, um, you know, planned for you guys this year. So stay tuned, and we'll hear from you guys next time.
1: We love you guys. Bye. Happy. Bye.